Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can also listen to us wherever you stream your podcast, Apple, Google, or Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you and check out our extended content. Also, if you want to rep the show, you can find our merchandise at the-mid-podcast.creator-spring.com and pick you out a t-shirt or some other fancy gear to rep the show. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my co-host, Brendan. Hello. And Brendan, what day is it? Saturday. Holy fuck, we're on schedule. We were on schedule Wednesday, technically. Partially. Yeah. We were still on schedule, so it counts. Saturdays. What is that day? AEW. It is AEW, my favorite day. God, I love wrestling. Wrestling's amazing. How can you not love such a sport? So, are you ready to get mid with some wrestling? See. All right. So, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we do random news as our first segment. And I have some random news. Are you ready? Yes. Break it down. So, All Ego, Ethan Page, has signed an extension with AEW. How excited are you for that? Very, because Ethan Page is amazing. Is the second best thing about American Top Team, right behind Dan Lambert. I love Dan Lambert. We're going to talk about Dan Lambert later. Oh, God. So, in an interview on First Take with Stephen A. Smith, Triple H uh, reveals that he will never wrestle again because of having to have a defibrillator put in. Sucks, but he had a good career. Maybe he'll get cut by the WWE and ends up in AEW. I mean, it's almost time for spring cleaning. We're about to hit April. They got to make cuts sometime this year. I love Triple H. He's one of these guys that you like him when he's good and you like him when he's bad. A little upset that he won't get, like, his retirement match. But I was on Twitter, we were discussing it yesterday when the news hit, and I said, I'm pretty sure he will probably be one of the inductees for next year's WWE Hall of Fame now. He should be. So, who do you think is the most underrated wrestler in the world today? Underrated? Um... Ooh, Ricochet. Dude, Ooh, that's a good one. He's good in a shitty company. 
like if you go watch Ricochet when he was in the Indies, perfection. If you watch him in NXT, perfection. You watch him now, it's shit. I mean, he had a match, two matches last night. He's the Intercontinental Champion, and he loses both of them. And not to mention, he doesn't have a match at WrestleMania, but he does have a match on WrestleMania SmackDown. Thank you, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and your dumbass. That does seem kind of weird that Ricochet nor Finn Balor have a match at WrestleMania, and they both hold titles. And the Intercontinental Championship is probably the most prestigious title in the WWE. Every big name's held it. Ultimate Warrior um, Ultimate Warrior held it. Razor Ramon. Hell, you could have done a Razor Ramon ladder match for the IC title. Not that fucking hard. It was right there. You could make it a Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon memorial ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship, but no, we're going to have him be in a stupid-ass triple threat on Friday Night SmackDown. But no, we'll have Johnny Knoxville and Logan Paul on WrestleMania. That's how I feel about that. Okay. Next, AEW has filed a trademark for Undisputed Elite. Could that be the new name for Adam Cole and Red Dragon? I like it. I like it. Thoughts on Moxley referring to him and Brian Danielson as the Blackpool Combat Club. Also a goaded name. It's intriguing. I like it. Who is the greatest wrestling manager of all time? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what's his name? Um, the one that had a mullet all the time. I think it was with Macho Man for a little bit. Uh, shit. His name was like Jim something. Jim Cornette? I think that's his name. No. Ah! You know who I'm talking about, right, though? I think so, but I can't remember the I'm name. Macho Man Randy Savage Manager. Do-do-do. Oh, I can't find it. 
I think Jim Cornette was pretty good. Was he the one with all the hearts and stuff? Jim Cornette? No, he was the one that always was with the Midnight Express and has the tennis racket. Uh, That might be who I'm thinking of. Bobby the Brain Heenan? He was good. I think Jimmy Hart. That's who I was thinking of. Jimmy Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie, Jimmy Hart was pretty cool. Yeah, he was the one that rocked the mullet with the megaphone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart. Yep. Yeah. I would have to say my greatest wrestling manager of all time would be a tie between Bobby the Brain Heaney and Paul Heyman. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Paul Heyman's pretty fucking good, too. Yeah, you can't go wrong with any of those two. Who do you think is the best commentator in wrestling today? JR. Or Excalibur. Pat McAfee. I'll have to go with your list. Even though Michael Cole has gotten better. I will Yeah, oh, he's trash. I like Corey Graves too. Yeah, Corey's good. Hmm. So, between these two, who do you think would be the better announcer? Chris Jericho or Pat McAfee? Oh. I would say McAfee. I like Jericho. Jericho threatened to kick some dude's head off last night. Mm-hmm. But I would say so, McAfee. So there was rumors that the WWE had made plans for Triple H to compete at WrestleMania this year. Against who? Huh. Well, I guess that's not happening no more. Guess not. Guess you have to wait for Colby Dream Dust. So, AEW has uploaded five videos of Jeff Hardy content so far. How many viewers do you think that that content has received? A million. Each. It has received, combined, 8.3 million views. Not bad. Did you know today, 20 years ago, was the final ever episode of WCW Nitro? No, I didn't. I used to love watching that. And I 
think, oh no, I got one more. So I'm gonna give you a list of three people. You tell me which one you think has the brightest future in wrestling. Braun Breaker, Sammy Guevara, or Hook? I could be biased here. I couldn't be biased. I'm going to be biased and say Hook. My unbiased answer, still probably Hook. I'm going with Braun Breaker. So, the Ring of Honor Supercard continues to get really, really freaking good. Which I will be watching. Can't say legally. Illegally. So we'll no, say... We'll be watching it legally on Fight TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. We love Fight TV. Thank you, Fight TV. Awesome. So what do you think about the Supercard? Them boys versus the second best tag team in the world. The second? Who's the first? The Young Bucks. That's a little bias. Me being... I would never be biased. So do you have any random wrestling news you want to discuss before we get into actually discussing AEW? Um, what's your greatest WrestleMania show ever? Your favorite WrestleMania? Fuck, I don't know. 31 was pretty good. They did one where it was raining and it like really sucked, but I kind of liked it. They were at a stadium, and it was raining. And I can't remember if they were in California or Florida. Um, I know the one where Keith went to. It was raining a little bit. I think oh, no, was, the whole damn show just about. Uh oh, was it the one in Miami? Did it have Michaels versus um Flair on it? It might have been. I, oh fuck! What mania was that? Uh, it might have been. No. It, it might have been. Anyway, before we get started, do you want to give the people the uh, information about um, our WrestleMania review? Patreon exclusive. So if you want to hear our predictions and thoughts before WrestleMania and then our review of WrestleMania after it happens, subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the mid podcast. And also, if WrestleMania is bad, Ring of Honor Supercard is all I will be talking about. No, we'll review WrestleMania, then we're going to review Supercard. But we may do Supercard as just a regular podcast. Yeah. They got a lot of wrestling this week. 
I know this weekend. And I start a new fucking class and it's a sociology class. So it's going to like take up all my time. It's going to fucking suck. That means I got to get all my homework done by like Saturday. So let's see. No, that's sports entertainment. Won't count that. That's also sports entertainment. So real wrestling starts on Wednesday. Then we get Impact on Thursday. No, real wrestling starts on Monday because we get AEW Dark and then we get Dark Elevation on Tuesday. Oh, I'm talking about on national TV, not YouTube. Then we get Impact. Wrestling. Okay, so it starts on Monday with Elevation, Tuesday with Dark, Wednesday Dynamite, Thursday you get uh, what shall I call it? On Tuesday. You get Impact and you get MOW on Thursday. Friday, you get Rampage, NWA, and Supercard. I think there's a new Japan pay-per-view Saturday. I think New Japan's in Chicago on Saturday. Mm. And you get John Moxley. What are your thoughts about MJF saying New, new Japan wrestling sucks? That it's shit. Maxwell has no taste in wrestling. Yes, he does. He works for AEW. He has no taste outside of AEW. All right, are we ready to get into Dynamite? Because I got like two pages full of just his promo. Oh, God. It was like two minutes. Yes, but I can turn it into like 40 hours if I need to. Go ahead. Okay. So we're going into Dynamite on Wednesday night, right? Uh Uh-huh. They were in Austin, Texas. I would say the crowd is popping, though. That Texas crowd has been popping. The Texas crowd was fun. Excuse me, I'm sleepy. So, our first match gives us PG Punk versus Dax Harwood from FTR. Crowd chants CM Punk. Guess they're Punk fans. Yeah. The match was a good old, old school type of wrestling match what I thought was a good match this match didn't need flips and super kicks which I love flips and super kicks but this was just a good technical wrestling match it was fun because Dex is good as a singles competitor and Punk is good so yeah It was just a fun match to watch. So then the crowd begins to chant ass boys. And we see Colton and Austin Gunn in the crowd. So when they showed them in the crowd, I just knew they were going to interfere. I was expecting them to. But they didn't. They waited till the match was over. There was some good back and forth between Punk and Dax. 
Dax is being taunted by the gun club, or as Danhausen likes to call them, ass boys. <laughs> Speaking of Danhausen. Yes. Congrats on 100k subscribers on YouTube. He got the award housing. I seen that. So congrats, Dan Housen, on getting the award housing. Very cool. Dax goes for a, a diving headbutt and misses. And then Dax body slams Punk from the top rope. They go back and forth. Eventually, Punk gets the pin. And as Punk is celebrating, he does the hands around the waist thingy. Meaning, he wants the championship. TNT championship, AEW championship, tag the, championships, but don't know who the championship. The TBS championship. I don't know. Hold on, I will be right back. Keep them entertained. Oh shit. You know if I keep them entertained, it's gonna be good. Go ahead. I won't. No, it's so- it's only good when you're here so I can see your facial expressions. I'll be right. So now we got to figure out what title CM Punk was going after. Probably the AEW Championship title because it's the highest title in AEW. I perf- preferably don't want him to have a title at all because I don't like him. The next person that needs to be champion is Adam Cole. And then Adam Cole needs to get his ass kicked by Maxwell Jacob Friedman. But that's just my opinion. So in the meantime, while Brendan is gone, I was taking notes on Dynamite this morning. So I paused the TV to write down my note. And when I paused the TV, I happened just to pause it in time. To see Maxwell getting out of the ring and his butt is on my TV. I need to screenshot that as my TV screensaver. Yes? Yes. Yes. You do you. (laughs) So next, we have the Jericho Appreciation Society promo. I love me, Jericho. I love me, Jericho. They are called horny. So the whole time Jericho was talking, though, I was expecting Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz to just pop out of nowhere and start beating their ass. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to be off TV for a little bit, maybe. They got their ass kicked. Or Kingston joins Moxley and Danielson and William Regal's group thingy. I do not see that happening. Would be cool, though. But Yuda's the next one to join. Who? Yuda. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Alright, so the next segment in Dynamite has the Tornado Tag Match 
featuring Sting, Darby, Matt and Jeff Hardy versus Private Party and The Blade and Butcher. Thought this was the best match of the night. I would say it's the second best. It's still a good match. But Grandpa's being out there acting like he is 20 years old. Match of the night has to go to Punk and Dax. No. But yeah, Sting's looking like he's fucking 22. Flying off top ropes, flying off this, flying off that. I just don't need him flying on me because he ain't my type. <laughs> now, if MJF wants to come flying on me, that's another story. Chicka chicka bow wow. Um, the Hardys get another huge pop from the crowd. Very cool. As they should. I have tornado tag match. Wild. Jeff Hardy climbed the ladder. Climbed on to oh, a... We're going to get into that. Oh, God. Um, I'm kind of digging Andrade being in charge of his own faction. Mm. That's who I think the best manager is. Jose the assistant. I love Jose the assistant. I follow Jose the assistant on Twitter. So, the match starts out with seeing Darby and the Hardys in the ring and the other four competitors standing outside the ring. So, Darby torpedoes himself through the ropes and Grandpa decides to jump off the top ropes and then we get fighting everywhere. Sting uses Darby's skateboard to hit somebody. Jeff takes the blade over the rail. Then we see... The Butcher and Blade with Darby and Jeff Hardy in the crowd fighting. Andrade shows up and starts taking it to Darby. And then I can't remember if it was the Blade or the Butcher, but one of them was swinging Darby into the concrete like he was a bug. Then threw him down fucking stairs. Then threw him down the fucking stairs, which is not the first time Darby Allen has been thrown down the stairs. Thank you, all ego Ethan Page. At least this time it wasn't in Duval. I mean, I can't remember, like I said, if it was the blade or the butcher, but they were swinging Darby up inside that concrete. I mean, I have migraines. Homeboy gonna have some migraines when he wakes up. Have to check him for CTE. Concussion, some. Then we see Matt Hardy's being double teamed by a private party. I guess they don't like that white boy. No. I don't think they do. And then we go out into the concourse area, which I mean, if this is the match you choose to go buy souvenirs or go get your fat ass some food, you pick the wrong time. Or maybe you pick the right time. I would so, love when we're at a wrestling event if it just happened when we were out there. That would be fun. So we have in the concourse area the Blade and the Butcher 
with Jeff, Darby, and Sting. They're all fighting. Then we see Private Party and Matt Hardy going through a table, and I think they go off the top of the ramp, don't they? Mm, yes. So back to the concourse. There's this huge, like, 20-foot ladder. Okay, first of all, why is a 20-foot ladder just happen to be there right in the middle of the concourse? Um, maybe they had to fix a light and forgot the ladder? No, because once you fix the light, you take the ladder with you when you leave. No, they left it there on purpose. So Jeff gets the ladder, climbs up to the ladder. So you're thinking, oh, Jeff's going to jump off the top of the ladder. No, this crazy motherfucker climbs to the ledge above the fucking window, jumps off the ledge onto the table where Sting was holding the butcher and blade. That was a holy shit moment. That was a perfection moment. Jeff Hardy still has it. Now, there was some people, because you know wrestling fans are precarious, and they were busy under the table. There happened to be boxes of t-shirts. Well, dipshits, maybe that was the table they were using to sell merch. Who fucking cares? Technically, it's safe like that. It... mm, I mean, how can I put this? Would you rather fall in the shirts or fall onto hard floor? Yeah. I would take shirts. Well, you know, certain fans, feds, like to bitch about everything. E-drones. I didn't say nothing. (laughs) <laughs> then we go back to the ring and we see Private Party taking it, taking Matt Hardy back into the ring to try to get the pin. And then Sting heads up to the ring to help Matt Hardy. So then we got Sting and Matt Hardy taking on Private Party. Private Party goes to hit their gin and juice move and Sting counters that bitch. Then Matt pins Quinn to get the win. Fun match. I thought it was the best match of the night. It's up there. It's up there. So next we get an FTR promo and they call out the gun club. And Dax says, I'm not going to call you the gun club. I'm not going to call you Austin or Colton. I'll call you Billy Sons. <laughs> so I guess we're getting that on uh, Dynamite next Wednesday or Rampage next Friday. So I have a problem with this. Okay, what's your problem? FTR is part of the pinnacle, right? The pinnacle are heels. The ass boys are heels. Who are you going to make face? Do you have FTR leave the pinnacle? No, you just have two heels fighting. Because in AEW, it's all about the rankings. Yeah, but still. 
So you don't really have a baby face and heel in this match. They're both heels. It's and I'm presuming, of, I'm presuming the crowd will pull for FTR over the ass boys. Yes. It's going to be a fun match no matter what. So next we get Mox Danielson versus the Varsity Blondes. The best thing about this match was we get William Regal on commentary again. Greatest thing to ever happen in AEW besides Adam Cole. I hate the Varsity Blonde, so I'm not upset that they got an ass kicking from Mox and Danielson. The most exciting thing in this match was Julia Hart sitting on the stairs just facing in the corner. Counting like a little spoiled bitch, yes. No, because she's joining the House of Black soon. She's pouting like a spoiled little bitch. They need to go ahead and fucking turn her because she's annoying as fucking hell. She's hardly on TV. How can somebody be annoying when they're hardly on TV? I fucking watch her wrestle on Dark. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. I like how people always refers to Excalibur as man in the mask. (laughs) Regal says he is not a manager. He just helps. So don't call William Regal a manager. He's a helper. He is the owner of the Blackpool Combat Club. So we see Danielson taking it to Pillman. I may or may not have been cheering. Then you go back to commentary and they're talking about Wheeler Yuta and Regal said Yuta has spirit and that he don't charge for his knowledge. Meaning that William Regal is eagerly waiting to give his knowledge to people. Yes. Then we see Garrison getting his ass kicked. Good. Mox and Danielson get the win. And then we see Moxley with a microphone in his hand. And he proceeds to say that there's only one opinion he cared about, and that is William Regal's. And then he refers to their, their team, faction, whatever, as the Blackpool Combat Club. AEW's already made shirts. Go to name. Go to name. Have you seen the shirts? Yes, with the fist, and there's blood on the fist. Good. We may, we may or may not need those. May or may not. Next, the best part of the whole entire show. Dan Lambert. No. The salt of the earth. The devil himself, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, along with the chairman, Sean Spears. (laughs) So as Maxwell's music is hitting and he is coming out, Excalibur goes, I apologize for MJF. (laughs) As you should. Then we notice that um, there's security around the ring. Is Maxwell a little afraid of someone? 
Yeah, he's afraid to get his fucking ass kicked by Wardlow. Because Maxwell's a little pussy. So, Maxwell starts out talking about Wardlow as the crowd begins to chant Wardlow. Then he proceeds to talk about Punk, and he says that CM Punk cheated at Revolution to win the match, and that he don't know where, don't know when, but there will be another match where he will give him the most embarrassing loss of his career. Then proceeded to say that um, he will not be happy until CM Punk is dead and he pisses on his grave. I'm glad. Yes, the main part of Punk and Maxwell is over. But I'm glad it's still going to go on in the background. That's going to be fun. Now, there has been talk. Because, you know, he did drop that line that he's wanting to have another match with CM Punk. So, let me throw this out there. The stipulation in the match between Punk and MJF. Punk wins, Wardlow gets a contract with AEW. Okay. MJF wins, status quo. Wardlow sits at home and gets paid by MJF. Ooh. What's your thoughts on that? Or Tony Khan just go goes ahead and signs Wardlow, anyways, and then you do Summer of Punk have Punk win the title, and then Maxwell comes out. Yeah, Max and Punk go at it for the title, and then you have Maxwell beat Punk for the world title. They could go multiple ways here. And I will be fine with any way. Just throwing that out there. So, then Maxwell proceeds to go back to, as he says, War Dog. He proceeds to yell at the crowd going, you people like Wardlow? That's because you're inbreds. He loves that word. Then he says that he is going to call Wardlow a pig and proceeds to tell Wardlow that I made you. He says, you didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Well, damn. damn. Then Then proceeded to go that Wardlow stood in his ring, took his microphone, and asked me to release you from your contract. You didn't sign some facta deal with some schmuck. You signed a deal with the devil, and all the devil deals are ironclad. Maxwell, it's best on the mic. Hands down. Even though Adam Cole's better. Maxwell's embracing this I'm the devil persona character type deal. Kind of digging it. But he'd be a devil in bed too. Chicka chicka bow well. I'd like to see how ironclad his penis is. 
Can I go on? Then MJF proceeds to tell Wardlow, you thought you had it bad before. I'm going, I'm about to make your life a living hell. Then the crowd starts chanting something, which I couldn't really make it out. Then MJF proceeds to say he is going to strap Wardlow to a cross just like Jesus. How about that? So is he calling Wardlow Jesus? Well, let's talk about the backlash that came from that statement. Cry about it? Who cares? It's a fun line. Well, all the... How I say this? What's the word I'm looking for? Dumbasses? No. Christians? Okay. Okay. Let me say, let me start off by saying I'm a Christian person. I believe in God. I didn't get offended when he said this. There were people on Twitter that got pissed off that MJF said he was going to hang Wardlow on a cross like Jesus and proceeded to say they will never watch AEW again. One, I'm kind of probably, Tony Khan probably don't care if you don't watch AEW because for every one fan lost, you probably gain five. My problem lies with what I call holy roller Christians who think you're better than everybody else and got pissed off about this. There was no sacrilegious intent. It was just a statement. The same fucking thing happened to Vince and Vince took the backlash when The Undertaker hung Stone Cold Steve Austin to his fucking symbol. And they fucking raised it up in the air. Everybody lost their shit. I thought it was the fucking coolest thing ever. Please tell me where this is offensive. I can see how aren't you supposed to be Aren't you not supposed to take offense to anything? I thought. Anyways. Anywho. It was a good promo, so who fucking cares? I, I, just, I need people to understand. It's just a dude in character saying shit. Don't take the fucking shit seriously. That's hard to do. Everybody takes everything seriously. Everybody has a stick up their goddamn fucking ass and gets offended by everything. They get offended if you fucking look at them. Which is probably the main fucking reason that I fucking stay in my house all the time. 
So I don't have to deal with motherfucking idiots like that. All right, back. I gotta go get my dinner. So then Warlow comes walking down to the ring, looking mighty fine in all black, and I need all that black on my floor. That black shirt, them black pants need to be dropped on my floor. Then Jim Ross, the greatest, one of the greatest commentators of all time, goes, good luck all you t-shirt security boys as they try to prevent Wardlow from getting into the ring, getting his hands on MJF. Um, the security begins to restrain Wardlow. And MJF tells Wardlow that he doesn't work for AEW, but he works for MJF. And he is going to pay him to sit at home so the fans will forget about him. Seriously, Maxwell, I love you. Think you got a good, brilliant mind for 26 years old? Do you really think the fans are going to forget about Wardlow even if you sit his ass at home for like a year, two years? He comes back, the crowd is going to pop like hell, and you're going to be back in square one. The best part of this whole damn thing was as MJF was like between the top and second rope talking to Wardlow, Sean Spears was standing there waving at Wardlow. I love Sean Spears. He has the best facial express expressions when Ma Maxwell is talking. He does some of the weirdest fucking shit ever. But I don't think he's that good of a wrestler. Who's not a good wrestler? Sean Spears. He's terrible. He's garbage. He's a bad human being. Then Wardlow proceeds to tell security to get off, and he begins to walk away. Now, that's a real man. Yeah, unlike the pussy-ass Maxwell in the ring. So then, well, I have a pussy Maxwell could come check out if he needs to. You walked into that one. Anyways. So then, MJF addresses rumors about the pinnacle breaking up and says that they have never been better. And then Maxwell puts the microphone up to Sean Spears and Sean Spears says, when you are in the pinnacle, you are always on top. Honey, MJF can be on top of me any day. Mm -hmm. If they're on top, where's their belts? MJF too, if he wants to do it that way too. Mm. Mm -mm. Anywho. Anyhow, I do have one rant about MJF. That suit he was wearing was terrible. Oh Never. no, that suit was fine as hell. No, I didn't like the colors of it. That suit is honey, that man cannot wear a fucking ugly suit. What's your rant? My rant, Maxwell. You claim to have all this money. You claim to look so good. 
who the fuck does your spray tan? Because they are not a professional. And I would suggest you getting a professional so it doesn't look like you shit on your hands. (laughs) I'm just saying. That might help. And Maxwell's not the only one with shitty spray tans, Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Cole. Cole. Pretty sure you've got enough money to pay a professional. Pretty sure your girlfriend could pay for a professional for you. The bitch has two jobs. Can we, can we please, if you're going to do fucking spray tans, do not look like you got shit on your hands and on your fingers because it looked like you stuck your finger up somebody's shitty asshole. <laughs> And that's my rant on, on Max. Anyways, let's continue. So, then we proceed to see Tony Schiavone talking with the best friends. And then Trent proceeds to tell Yuda that he ain't never liked him. Yuda tells him the same thing and says that he is here to be the best wrestler he can be, not the best friend. I like Yuda. Yuda is cool. Yuda. Yuda. Yuda with you know what Brendan, you know what you would like to see? What? You'd like to see these nuts. <laughs> you know that was a good one. <sighs> I'd like to see Yuda's nuts too. Anyways, so our next match is Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole, baby. The greatest wrestler in the business right now, Adam Cole. And if you think Adam Cole is overrated, go fuck yourself. Jay Lethal? Jay Lethal's good too, but Adam Cole is better. And if you think Adam Cole is bad because he left the WWE because he didn't want to be the manager for Keith Lee and be called Budge, go fuck yourself. Because Adam Cole is the best goddamn wrestler in the fucking world. He is going to be your next AEW world champion. Yes, he is. Okay, so back to this match. Would you like some stats on this match? Sure, go ahead. So Adam Cole and Jay Lethal have wrestled five times throughout their career. Yeah. With Adam Cole holding the advantage of a three to two victories. Nice. Thought it was a good match. Was a fun match. The crowd was split 50-50 with some chanting um lethal and some chanting Adam Cole. 
Lethal starts off by controlling the pace of the match. It was a very fundamental match. Yes, it was. This was my favorite part of the match, and I know you're not going to like this part, but it was funny as hell. Adam Cole is standing on the apron looking at the hard camera and does his boom. And as he does the boom, Jay Lethal kicks him in the back of the head. <laughs> no, that that was that was a good that was a good time to get your head kicked in. Then Red Dragon comes out and distracts Lethal. Lethal goes for the lethal injection, and as the Red Dragon has the ref distracted, Cole hits the low blow and gets the win. Adam Cole did not hit him in the nuts, first of all. He hit him in the ass crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your story, and we ain't sticking to it. There was no then low blow. We got proof on TV. I've got it on DVR. Cole grabs a microphone and says he deserves to be champion and that Hangman stole a victory at Revolution and says Hangman is a coward. Then this piece of shit Hangman comes out and attacks Cole and Red Dragon with his belt. Yeah. Motherfucker, this ain't the 1800s. <laughs> then Cole and Red Dragon begin to kick the shit out of Hangman. Yay! And then all of a sudden you hear the famous Tarzan boy and the tag champ come out. <laughs> but Adam Cole leaves with something that doesn't belong to him. And we're not talking about someone's girl. We're talking about the AEW championship. It's Mr. Steal Your Belt, baby. Yes, Mr. Steal Your Belt, baby. Which we're going to talk about later during Rampage. And then something else regarding this issue. Okay, then we get the Take Auntie Sammy Guevara promo. They suck. Couples on wrestling TV aren't good. They sucked. The only word Tate knows to call an opponent is bitch, and I'm I'm over it. Bitch, learn some other words. Who cares? We got to see Ethan Page. And Dane Lambert. And so Scorpio Sky. They kind of like, like hint at like an intergender match between them two, and Paige Van Zandt, and whoever. Um, then we see Lambert, Scorpio, and Ethan Page come out. Lambert says, on our side, we have all ego Ethan Page. The only thing Canada has gotten right in who knows how long. It's not wrong. Besides, He is definitely Omega. not wrong. Besides I love Canadian top tits. Besides Kenneth Omega. And our Canadian Keith. And Canadian Keith. 
but I mean, I do love me some tightest titties in Canada. <laughs> Canadians, top tit. All ego, Ethan Page, who is now a Michigander. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very nice. Very evil. Then Dan Lambert promotes Paige Van Zant's fans only page and says, That's why Orange Cassidy, uh, Orange Cassidy, is that it right? Yeah. Yeah. Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pocket. So evidently, Orange Cassidy is whacking off to Paige Van Zant fans only pictures. He's playing pocket pool. He doing something. <laughs> Then Lambert proceeds to call Sammy, Tiny Tim, and his girlfriend, Lucha Horace. <laughs> I'm going to start referring to bitches I don't like as Lucha Horace. Dan Lambert. Start in church because they are some Lucha Horaces in church. If you don't like Dan Lambert, get some help. Dan Lambert kisses the belt. And then Sammy says, um, if you only knew what we did, why I wore that belt. Then there proceeded to be a picture of them naked on a bed with that belt. And somehow Twitter was okay with this and it didn't violate any um, Twitter rules. But when somebody put it as their wallpaper on their Twitter account, they violated the rule. Explain that to me, Twitter. It's Twitter. Rules for thee, rules not for me. Then we get Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander is banned from ringside. Match was okay. I'm kind of getting tired of this match between these two. Um, Hirsch attacks Red Velvet outside the ring. Red Velvet sends Hirsch into the rails. I think they're both good wrestlers, good female wrestlers. I'm just not into this match anymore because we all know that Hirsch is going to pull out a turn belt and hit you with it and get the win, which is what she did. Yeah. It's becoming the same thing with her. I mean... TK, you're kind of like going in the fed direction. We don't need this. Mm-mm. Then we get a Jade promo talking about her 30 and 0 victory party, and she tells Smart Mark to take notes. So, who do you think her next opponent will be to get her to 30 and 0? Do you I think it's know. just going to be some jobber, or are they going to give her like a good opponent? like? A Chris Statlander, or I don't know who's another good Ruby Soho, which I don't think Ruby's that great, but give me a Jade versus Britt Baker match. Jade versus Jamie Hader. I could see those. Then next we get the Thunder Rosa promo. And this is her first night back on Dynamite after winning the Women's AEW Championship. And she gets interrupted by everybody's favorite female manager. Excuse me! No. Vicky Guerrero. No. Uh-oh. 
Now, people were mad at this because Rosa didn't get her moment in the sun, so to say. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. Vicky proceeds to tell Thunder Rosa to take your fake green card and backstroke back to Mexico. Vicky's kind of racist. Just a dad, and I, I, I mean, don't Vicky have like some Hispanic descendants or something? Wasn't her husband Eddie Guerrero? Yes, her husband was Eddie Guerrero. So, uh, yeah, over <laughs> to call himself. And then we see a surprise attack by Nala Rose. So they've already established Nala is going to go for Thunder Rose's title. Yeah. Are you you okay with this? Do you think there should have been someone else before Nala? Because Nala's already held the AEW women's title. I'm fine with it, but have Nala Rose lose Vicky Guerrero. So, our main event for Dynamite, we have the Dark Orders, John Silver, Johnny Hungy, and his partner, Alex Reynolds, versus the influencer, Chris Jericho, and Daniel Garcia. Thought it was a great match. Thought Silver was kicking ass on Jericho. The ref fucks up and kicks Dark Order from ringside. Fucking cheaters. Then we see Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia taking it to Reynolds. And then Jericho goes for the lion saw and misses. And then Johnny Hungin proceeds to take out every member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. You go, Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Is that guy. Then we see Silver gets a near pin on Jericho. And then Jericho hits Alex Reynolds in the back with a bat. And Garcia ends up tap gets Reynolds to tap out for the win. And that is how we end Dynamite. You know what, Brendan? What? Now that's sports entertainment. No, that's professional wrestling. So what were your top five moments from Dynamite? Mm. Mm. Dan Lambert. Mm. What else? Mm. Would you like to hear my five while you think about this? Yeah. You know we do this every week, so why don't you write this shit down instead of you sitting here trying to think? Because I forget. I don't think about it when I'm watching wrestling. So anyway, my top five. Number five, Johnny Hungy taking out all of 
J-A-S. Number four, Lambert saying the only thing Canada got right was all ego Ethan Page. Number three, Adam Cole stealing Hangman's championship. Number two, the CM Punk Dax Harwood match. And number one was Jeff Hardy jumping off the fucking ledge onto Blade and Butcher laying on a table. Okay. I can't agree with your list. We'll go with that. You don't want to make your own list? No, because those were the best moments, and I can agree with them. Okie dokie. So, overall thoughts on Dynamite? The first hour was amazing. And the second hour wasn't wasn't bad. Wasn't that for a lot of people? It was just, eh. but it was still a decent show. I would give it, and probably for the first time, I would give it like a eight out of ten. Yeah, a lot of people said that the first hour was, like, really great, and the second hour was, like, mid. Yeah. Even though the second hour of Dynamite is still better than anything WWE can do in three hours on Raw. And what? Did I say something? No, not me. Anyways, on the Rampage. Well, you didn't ask me what I thought. Damn, you just fucking overlook me like everybody else does. What the fuck ever, people? So what do you think? I'd give it a 7 out of 10. That second hour killed me. Yeah. That second hour was something else. Anywho, now it's on the rampage. Yes. Hold on, I got to get another book for that. Because I didn't have my regular notebook with me, I took notes in another book. And believe it or not, it's just one little page. Look. That's all my notes. Nice. One little page. Okay. So, Friday nights at 10 o'clock, my ass is on the couch in front of the TV watching Rampage. Hope yours is too. So, we start off Rampage with the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer, and Dustin Rhodes. Oh, it was a good match. I thought this was a really good match, too. Yes. Lance Archer comes out with one of Dustin Rhodes' students from his wrestling school there in Texas. Um... Dustin is 
gets busted open like he's bleeding from his ear or something. And I noticed the ref was putting on gloves. And I was like, what the fuck is the ref putting on gloves for? Because I didn't see no blood. Then they finally showed it where Dustin ain't got busted open in his ear. Hope he didn't bust his eardrum. That would suck. And we see Dustin goes for a, a bomb and misses. And both guys, my notes are both guys kicking shit out of each other. It was a physical match. It was very also a physical. good match. It was a good match. Now, I was not expecting Dustin Rhodes to get the win. That surprised me. But Dustin gets the win. Then Archer begins to attack Dustin after the match. And you see Lambert, who comes out with Lance Archer, yell, finish him. And he puts uh, Dustin through a table. You know what would have been funny? What? He just, the lights go out. And you just hear wrestling only has one royal family and Cody comes back. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? That would be funny as hell. Mm-hmm. But no, Cody wants to go work in a company called the Fed. Each to their own. So next we get a promo, and it's Jay Lethal. Um, the Girl that's doing the interviewing, do you know who she is? No. Would you like to know who she is? Sure. Her name is Lexi. And she is the daughter of Diamond Dallas Page. Oh. That's cool. Who is now dating Big Cass. She's dating Big Cass. Huh. I thought it was a pretty good promo. Jay Lethal heel turn. Jay Lethal said that Adam Cole cheated and that it has to be a better way. There you have it, Brendan. Adam Cole is a cheater. No, he's not. Then we move on. Yes, he is. He cheats like Maxwell. He just don't get caught like Maxwell. <laughs> That's why they went on the Tonkles. They can cheat and don't get caught. Maxwell got caught in Chicago. But then he cheated again and didn't get caught. <laughs> then we get a Fuego del Sol promo. Don't care about him. Okay. These are my notes. Promo was okay. What's his purpose? He needs to go to Ring of Honor. And this fool calls out the House of Black. Does this motherfucker got a death wish? Good. House of Black destroys him. House of Black kicks his fucking ass. Good. There was no competition. Good. I put in my notes, someone called 911, there is a used pussy in the ring. 
how bad that pussy got beat. That pussy got beat so bad that it was fluctuating. <laughs> it was throbbing like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, then we see Dark Order comes down, and Evil Uno and Malachi Black have some words. Okay, they're gonna get killed by House of Black. Fun. So, are we setting up a few with Dark Order and House of Black, and some of the Dark Order may be jumping sides to House of Black in the future? Johnny Hunky. Just a thought. Johnny Hungry. Johnny. Have you seen Austin Theory from WWE? Who's going to get his ass handed to him by Pat McAfee? You think Johnny Hungy's going to switch sides and go to the House of Black? Yes. Wow. I might see Tin doing it. Johnny Hungy and Tin. I love me some Tin. He's fine. He's really fine if you see him without the mask on. So, next we get a Men of the Year promo where Scorpio Sky proceeds to say that the TNT title is no longer an open challenge and that they have to have a resume to compete for the TNT title. I messed it up. And then it didn't snap that time. I'm struggling here, okay? Yes. Yes, you are. Then we get a match. We get Dark Order's number 10. Girls, he is fine, fine, fine. And number five versus Bobby Fish. Kyle O'Reilly, better known as Red Dragon. Red Dragon these balls. Dragon. Anyways. What was you saying before I interrupted? I said Red Dragon these balls. I would like to see Tins Red Dragon balls. If you have red dragon balls, that something might be wrong with you. Yeah, you might need to go to the doctor for that. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. Scaly balls. Probably up with one fucking hand. That's how strong 10 is. Like, bitch pressed him over his head like, this ain't nothing. Give me something. Then we see Red Dragon going after Tin's legs, which is a smart move. Tin is a pretty big dude, so if you get him off his feet, you probably will have a better chance at winning, right? You would assume so. I need Red Dragon to get the tag title soon. Don't spoil it. Then we see Five taking it to Red Dragon. And then Red Dragon turns Tin's mask around so he can't see. And number five gets pinned by Bobby Fish. (laughs) 
And then they begin to attack number five. And Jurassic Express comes running out like the saviors they think they are. And Adam Cole comes out. But what does Adam Cole do, Brendan? <laughs> Steal what's rightfully Red Dragons. He steals the tag belts and hands Rightful. them to Buffett and Kyle Raleigh. See, if they try to sue Adam Cole for stealing, Adam Cole should get Mark Stern and be like, Red Dragon, Adam Cole deserve the belts. You guys aren't good enough. I win the case. I'm pretty sure that's not how cases work, Brendan. Too bad that's how they work in my world. <laughs> A good thing you're not going to college for law school. No. Now, if I want to be a blind man since I was nine, be named Matt Murdock and be a really good lawyer while also being a dude named Daredevil at night, then yeah, go ahead. Fine by me. So on Twitter, Adam Cole proceeds to ask Brooke Baker if she would like for him to steal the women's belt for her. <laughs> and she proceeds to say she that they would not be doing what Sammy and Tay would be doing with belts. <laughs> I'm glad they have class. Yes. Then we see Nala Rose taking on some jobber. And Chris Jericho gives Nala Rose his Sports Entertainer of the Week award. This might be my new favorite award. I still say, is this going to be a new segment every week on Rampage? I'm not mad about it. It was a quick match, so I didn't take any notes. Nyla won. Nyla won. I mean, I said Nyla versus a jobber. You should automatically figure Nyla won. Then our next segment, we get everybody's favorite, QT Marshall. And his certificate of accomplishment that he proceeds to award to the handsome devil. Hook. Hook. Hook looks like what the fuck? Like, you fucking woke me up for this shit? It's like, dude, I'm, I just want to kick somebody's ass. Hook proceeds to break the certificate over Solo's head. And then as Hook is walking up the ring, Danhausen comes out to try to curse Hook, and it doesn't work. It's because of the Chiphausens that Danhausen gave Hookhausen. Hookhausen's immune to the curse because Danhausen gave him chips. There we go. You need to, uh, you need to send that theory to Danhausen and tell him why his curse didn't work. You need to tweet at him, huh? Maybe. And Danhausen is standing there looking like, "Why the fuck didn't this work?" Although Danhausen doesn't swear, but he's like, "Why didn't it work? It <laughs> should work." Are you really gonna send that? No. That's a yes. No. Don't lie. It's cool. 
so then we have our main event, which is my guy, absolute Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland. Taz says this cat is about to get his ass kicked. I've never seen a cat get his ass kicked. Cats can scratch. I don't get near a cat to find out if I can kick its ass. Cat scratch fever. Great song by Ted Nugent. I loved Taz and Jericho going back and forth on commentary during this match. The crowd was 50-50. We see Swerve taking it to Starks. Swerve goes hard into the middle turn belt. Then we see Starks taking it to Swerve. And they both end up on the apron and Starks takes out Swerve's legs and he lands on the floor. When he lands on the floor, this would have been a great time for Powerhouse Hobbs to get involved. Well, he does get involved. He does later. But for the most part, when he comes out with Starks, he very rarely gets involved. Yeah, because Starks is that damn good. Yes. Then we see Swerve fighting back and Starks counters. Starks misses a moonsault, and we see Swerve start picking up momentum, and Swerve begins to waste time. If he would have went for the cover, he could have won, maybe. Swerve gets a two count, and then we see Powerhouse Hobbs hit Swerve, and Stark gets the win. Now, Starks comes out or has his entourage with him that is standing up there at the commentary table. And during this time, one of the dudes hits Jericho's chair and Jericho proceeds to say, if he hits my chair again, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> Hill Jericho is best Jericho. Hill Jericho is awesome. Then we see Keith Lee beating up the entourage. And then we see Swerve and Starks going at it and Hobbs and Lee is going at it. I need this tag match between them. Mm-hmm. Like, we need it now. Like, I need this as a main event on Dynamite or a main event on Rampage since Rampage is Starks' show. So, I saw a theory and I, I kind of agree with it. AEW does kind of have their brand split. Dynamite, mm-hmm. you see Punk, MJF, Hangman, Adam Cole, etc. You see them on Dynamite all the time. Mm-hmm. And then on Rampage, you see Ricky Starks, Hobbs, Hook, Keith Lee, Swerve for the past two weeks. You see them all on Rampage. So, yes, there's somewhat of a brand split but it's an internal brand split and it works so fucking well yes because you know like you see Adam Cole show up on Rampage and you see him show up on Dynamite yeah so what would you give Rampage mm. I'll give it a 9 out of 10 Rampage should have been the second hour of Dynamite 
and the second hour of Dynamite should have been Rampage. I could agree with that. Yeah, I could agree with that. I'll give Rampage a 9 out of 10. But it's still another good week. Also, AW hit one point. No, they were just at a million. Now, if we combine Canada, they were at 1.1. But that's a different story. So, I have a question for you. Who's next for Scorpio Scott in the TNT title? Since Wardlow's out of the picture. CM Punk. Don't you think that might be a little beneath CM Punk? No. No? I CM Punk just wants to wrestle. I don't care. I don't think he cares if it's for a belt or not. Okay. But that's how I look at it. Anywho. Anyhow. That is our AEW in review for this week. Was a good week for AEW again. Not the best week, but it was decent. Yes, and we are getting the Owen Hart qualifying match on Dynamite coming up. And it will be the Bunny versus we don't know. And there was a hint from the man himself that um, he has signed a former WWE women's wrestler. Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Sorry, I need Nick to Knoxville in AEW. I need Athena in AEW. I need Tony Storm in AEW. Tony Storm making too much money on fans only. Anywho. To her fans only? No. <laughs> Even though I am trying to convince my friend to subscribe to uh, Page, Page Van Zance, he's been thinking about it. Nice. So, anywho. Anyhow, we will be back on Monday on our regular scheduled time because this mid ass producer of mine is going to get this shit right from now on. Okay. We'll be back on Monday with Random Shit Monday. Hey, Mom, you know it starts Wednesday? You know it starts in four days? Moon night. That's Wednesday. I hope it's not trash like WandaVision. WandaVision's not trash. And it probably won't be. Moon Knight's probably going to be the best Disney Plus show. I hope it's good. So we'll be in here on Wednesday to review the first episode of Moon Knight, or as our friend Clinton likes to say, Moon Knight. <laughs> I love when he does that. <laughs> we need to get him on at the end of Moon Knight to recap with us. Yes. Yes. You're the producer. You need to schedule all these guests, dipshits. You talk to them more than me. I talk to Bobby the most. Bobby's my guy. Yes. So, 
we are done with our AEW review. Um, we also want to give our sympathies and uh, heartfelt thoughts and prayers to Taylor Hawkins and family. Taylor Hawkins, who is the drummer of one of the best bands, Foo Fighters, passed away suddenly yesterday. Was it yesterday or Friday? Last night. Last night while they were in South America doing a concert. Um, I was like, damn. Damn. That's all I could say. Yeah, my friend told me. I was like, you're lying. You're kidding. Then I went to Twitter. I was like, fuck. Like, damn. And he was only 50. And 50's young. Like, I'll be 50. See, I'll be 47 on my birthday this year. So, like, in three years, I'll be 50. Well, apparently, from the police statement, you kind of took too many drugs. So they're saying he, because he had cleaned himself up. So, I don't know. I haven't seen the police statement officially but that's what i've heard um anywho got himself sober but anyhow on that sad note prayers and thoughts to the taylor hawkins family he's going to be thoroughly missed yes and as we say on the mid podcast because you're mid and you know you know it We are out. Goodbye, people.